Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Bible says in Romans chapter number one, look at verse number 24. uh, Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness. Uh, You see that word wherefore? You can't evade God. You can't escape God's justice. People say that's not fair, but it is fair. Uh, People say, how can God do that? How can God do this? Well, how can man do that? How can man do this? We're not going to put God on trial. We're going to put man on trial. You know what Romans 1 does? Romans 1 puts man on trial and shows man for what he or she really is. God is using the chap- the first chapter to present evidence against man. You know what we do? We go out in the street. You know what people do? They try to put our God on trial as if our God did something wrong. That's the first clue to us that this world is completely gone and lost. God, it says, uh, for this cause, God gave them up. God didn't cause them to sin. The Bible says God also gave them up. God doesn't author sin. That's what man does. That's what Satan does. Wherefore, God also, verse 24 Gave them up to uncleanness. May I say to you this morning, the call of God on your life, the call of God on my life is not to uncleanness. It is to cleanness. We are to live a clean life. We are to live a holy life, not an unholy life. That's why the Bible says in First Thessalonians, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness and when you respond to that call that will show me the path of life god will show you your paths on how to live this whole idea in this laodicean church uh uh, game where we're just going to leave out living a holy life we're going to leave out living a godly life we're going to leave out living a righteous life we're just going to live how we pleased we're all just going to raise our flag and say well god is love well Yeah, he is love, but it doesn't seem like you're living in a way where you love him. Because if we love God, we would keep his commandments and they wouldn't be grievous. Parent says to their child, I want you to go clean your room. Well, why? I don't want to. Why is it grievous for you to want to serve and obey mom and dad because of all that they've done for you? How much are heavenly fathers? God's, we read something in the Bible. God says, do this. But I don't want to do that, God. But all that God did for us out of a grateful heart. So you know what, Lord? Yeah, I'm fine with doing that. I'm fine with obeying. Go to Isaiah 35. Back to the Old Testament. Look at this. Look at this verse here. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 35, it's only going one verse. Isaiah 35, verse number 8. Isaiah 35, verse number 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way 
and it should be called the way of holiness. There's a way of God, and it's very clear, holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. And it, it, look at it. And a highway shall be there and away. It's not two ways. There's one way. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. It's called a highway. It's, it's an elevated path. It's better than the low way. It's a highway. And Christ is the only way. If you've been trusting in another way this morning, I would urge you to get on the highway. Get on the way. And Jesus Christ is that way. You can't get on that way because you had some experience that you thought brought you closer to God. Unless that experience is you realized you were a sinner. You realized you sinned before a holy God. And then he would be completely just and right and holy to condemn you to eternal hellfire. There would be nothing unjust about God doing that to you or I. But God, who is rich in mercy, he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to pay that sin debt. And all that trust, you're going to trust in him, you're going to have to repent and turn from something. Whatever that it may be. Put all your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now you're on the highway. You're on the way. You're on the right way, the right path. Why? Because you're not trusting in things, works, deeds, money. And just fill in the blank. Everybody got a blank. What was it? You were trusting in before you came to Christ. Christ is the highway. He will take you above the traffic of sin that is down on this world. We should be living higher, not down in the muck and the mire. The Lord Jesus Christ and his word detours us away from living a sinful life. And he puts us on a holy way, a highway. It's the king's highway. And it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter if you're a southerner or a Yankee. It doesn't matter any of that. What matters is, are you on the right way? Are you on the right highway? The old, old highway. King of kings, the Lord of lords. Isaiah 35, look at verse 8, says, And it shall be called the way of holiness. It's a, it's a holy highway. And as believers in Jesus Christ, the word of God and a true minister of God should compel you to live a holy life, not a worldly life, a righteous life, not an unrighteous life. We shouldn't be afraid as teachers and ministers of the word of God to go after this world system and slam it and say, no, we're not living like that. We're not talking like that. We're not thinking like that. It's not who we are. We live holy lives. Psalm 23, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Well, why? For his name's sake. That's why. Too many people, they want to make their own name the sake. That's why the awards go out. That's why the accolades go out. That's why the praise of man gets elevated. American Idol. Who's it going to be this year? For his namesake. Why are you doing what you're doing? I hope it's for his namesake. Even so, now yield your members, servants to righteousness. Unto holiness. They lead. One leads into the other. 
We serve the Holy One of Israel. Psalm 145, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. I'm sure you're about as sick and tired as I am sick and tired of the blasphemy that goes on in this world. Young kids today, they think nothing of it to text OMG. Yet you would be considered a fanatic if you took the phone and smashed it. Why'd you smash my phone? You just blasphemed the name of the Lord. This, this thought just came to my mind. I remember got saved. And, you, know, you know how it is. You get saved and then the Lord st starts putting stuff in front of you. You're like, oh, well, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. You don't quit going to Hollywood movie theaters. And then all of a sudden you're righteous enough to come to God. But if you have God's imputed righteousness and you go to a Hollywood movie theater and there's blasphemy. There's something that God puts in you to realize that that ain't right. Uh, that'd be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> By the way, if you're joining us on Sunday school, uh, a good lesson this morning. Brother Kelly brought something on the Holy Spirit. We'll be doing a series on that. So uh, I'm sure you can join us if you, if you haven't. But really good study. We have the Holy Spirit. And by the way, you don't get a quarter of a tank when you trust Christ. And then something else has to happen. Then you get a half a tank and then a three quarter. All of a sudden, you, no, when you trust Christ, you got a full tank. Amen. All right. But I walked out of the theater. And I went up to the front and I said, can I have my money back? He said, why? Well, I said, the, the, the movie that's in there just blasphemed the name of the Lord. Well, you, no, you, you can't have your, your money back, sir. Do you think that man cared that I was a Christian? Do you think that man cared that I was? What's in your life that isn't holy, you need to get rid of. Called to a holy life. God wants you to live a holy life. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. We do well to just call out holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Psalm 29, 2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name, which is due glory. It's his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. That's how we worship him. Have you trusted him? The Bible says in Psalm 33, For our hearts shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. The the blasphemy of this world should make you just as sick as it makes God. It's 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 blasphemous to use his name in an unholy manner. Well, I'm not saying it to curse God. You're using it irreverently, which would make it unholy. We so try to make excuses for our sin. Well, I'm not using it as a curse word. But you're using it irreverently. And you're not calling his name out in a holy manner. Oh, God. It's not. Oh, my God, please. No, it's just irreverently. OMG. It's a heart. Bible says, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of of his holiness. That's what we do when we sing unto the Lord. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his 
holiness. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fret because God reigneth and he reigneth in holiness. For I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Are you picking up what I'm putting down this morning? God's a holy God and we need to live a holy life because our God is holy. And we'll never be like God. That's a far stretch to even think about. Because he's completely holy. But we certainly should strive to follow up after the best example that we have. And he certainly gives us some clear clarity in his word. There's none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Nobody like him. Look at Isaiah 35 again, verse number eight. Bible says the clean. Well, and an highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. So by nature in, in Romans chapter one, we're looking at this by nature. Man is unclean. That's why we need to be cleansed. And if you've not been washed in the blood of the lamb, you're still dirty. You're still filthy. You still need the cleansing of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Revelation 21, there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but that which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That means if you've ever told one little itty bitty lie. That is grounds enough for you to not be written in the Lamb's book of life. But if you get in the way, the holy way, the way of holiness, I Lord, like I am holy. If you get in the way and the truth, now you're in something that's true and you can't be condemned. because There is no condemnation and they're in Christ Jesus. So you need to get in Christ because if not, we're just making lies. Living lies and telling lies. There's no room for any type of filthy defilement in heaven. That's why God sent us. He was born to die, folks. Holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Not if you haven't trusted Christ. It ain't going to be calm and bright. It's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And burning forever in a fiery hell. You can sing holy night all you want. And be on your way to a devil's hell. Christ came to die. Silent night, holy night. The Savior manifest in the body of flesh. It sure was silent and holy. Until he went on the cross and cried out it is finished. Drank all your filthiness and drank all my unworthiness and drank the sins of the whole world. Yeah, you think I was silent? I don't think so. This world cries out against God. They need some silent nights and holy night. They sure do. Because without it, without Christ, they're not going to have it. Isaiah 35, look at verse 8. But it shall be for those. Isaiah 35 verse number 8. The clean shall not pass over it. Watch what it says next. After the semicolon. 
but it shall be for those. Those that were blind and now can see. Those were, that were deaf and now can hear. Those that were lame and now can walk. Those that were dumb and now they can sing praises unto the Lord. We were all one of those, if not all of those. Then it says the wayfaring men, the pilgrim. It's we, we are here. This is Pilgrim Baptist Church. We are here for a season. Amen. As we come together and congregate and worship, but we are going to our heavenly home. That's our that's our destination. We're not just wanderers. We're not just hobos. We're not just no. We're pilgrims. We have a home. It's just in heaven. It's not here. We're just passing by. We're just pilgrims. We're strangers. What do you mean strangers? Well, not us. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're strangers to that world. Don't get too close and comfy with the world that hates you. You get close and comfortable to the ones that love you. <laughs> and that's your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't get snuggly up, you know, with, with this world system. They'll eat you up, chew you out, and they don't care. They want to take all they can out of you, out of your kids, out of your family. They want to get you out of church, outside of fellowship with God's people. They don't care about you. The wayfaring men, though fools. I was a fool. I was that. I was an enemy of God. It's a foolish thing. Then it says, shall not err therein. God's way of salvation is so plain and so clear that you can't miss it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But I have another idea. Well, quit. But I just thought, stop thinking. Come, let us reason together. And God is very reasonable, and he puts truth so clear, so plain that you can't miss it. Well, that's not the way I would interpret it. Well, quit interpreting. And by the way, how else would you interpret for all have sinned? What does that mean to you? You can't interpret it any other way unless you want to completely botch the whole language. Create your own language and become your own God. Build a tower to heaven. And you can build your whole life and you're just not going to work your way there. I am the way, the truth, the life. How many definite articles do we have? God tells you once, he tells you twice, he tells you three times, and we miss it. Not we, just we as a culture. Not we individually in this room. Trust you've all trusted Christ if you haven't. There is only one way. I shall not err therein. Go back to Romans 20, uh, Romans 1, Romans 1, verse 24. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. It's not head knowledge. That's the problem. It's heart lusts. The heart is where the lusts come from. Matthew 7. For from within, out of the heart of men, perceive what? Evil thoughts. You say, well, why did I think that way? Didn't come from God. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy. There it is. Talked about that earlier. Pride. 
foolishness, all these evil things come from within. Where do they come from? Beginning of the verse, at the end of the verses, from within, out of the heart, and that defiles a man. Well, my thoughts are pretty pure. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm not in adultery. I, 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 I okay, I'm, I'm not married, but I don't fornicate. Okay, I don't murder. I don't go to the to the Dollar General and steal stuff. I, I'm not, I don't live a wicked life. Well, I might covet a little bit, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I don't really text OMG. I don't use your name, blasphemous, but I've looked with an evil eye. And I mean, a little bit of pride. Well, that where does that all come from? The way that we try to justify the things in the list that are really, really bad to make ourselves look like we're kind of better. That's the problem of the heart of man. By nature, we defend ourselves. Get married. <laughs> You'll find that comes to pass. Everybody puts on their best act and then you get married and then no, I'm right. No, I'm right. Have kids. The, 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 the argument happens. By the end of it, you don't know who's right and who's wrong. All you know is I want to get away from this because I don't want to do something wrong. <laughs> Don't you walk into situations you don't know who's right and who's wrong? Because everybody's got an evil thought. Everybody's got an evil eye. Everybody's got their own covetousness. And sometimes the best just walk away from it and just get with God. Because you're not going to know. But man's defense mechanism to always want to defend himself or herself is the problem. It's called pride. And it's going to keep you out of heaven unless you get in the truth. And then you've got a covering for that. You've got something that from within now, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. And we'll live by that uh, rather than the flesh. Matthew 15, for out of the heart, proceed evil thoughts, same thing, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a, with defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. So we see it in Matthew 7, we see it in Matthew 15. And Jesus is trying to tell us, that, you know, when you talk to somebody and you try to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ and in one way or another, they're trying to tell you how good they are before God. Well, I go to church while well, I was baptized. Well, I... you've all experienced that, right? Well, just try to say the same thing here. You're not defiled because you went and worked out, worked outside all day. And now your hands are dirty. This problem man always has. You're dirty because your heart, not because your hands, not because you didn't wash your hands, not because you didn't clean your outside up. You're dirty because you didn't have your inside cleaned up. Go to Utah. And you'll see a state that is overridden with a false religion called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which it isn't the Church of Jesus Christ. And they're not saints. Clean people, nice people, would probably make the best neighbors and the best bosses. And they've overrun just about the whole state and have a lot of business there. You'd be hard-pressed if you were born into that to try to come out of that because you lose your job, you lose your family, you lose your friends, you lose your network of people that will help you be clean in society. In other words, will elevate your name in society. Now, wouldn't that be great? 
No. It might be great for a season. I'm from royal blood. I've been washed in the blood. I was born in the royal family. I guess that'd be pretty cool for a week. You know, seeing all that architecture and, you know, having a, you know, a maid and a, and a you know, a groundsman and, you know, a chef and a, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Until you die. <laughs> then kind of not so much, right? Why? Because it's not the outside that's the problem. It's the inside. I'm really, really clean on the outside, except you're not clean enough for God. And you're extremely dirty on the inside. And that's what Jesus, that's why Jesus came. Psalm 81 says, so I gave them up unto their own lusts, own hearts lusts, and they walked in their own counsels. That's Psalm 81. God commands them. Well, go, go back there. Go back to Psalms 81 because I'd like you to look at it. Psalms 81. Uh, okay. Now look at verse number eight. Hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel. So in the context, we can see who this is speaking to. If thou will hearken unto me. God says, look, he commanded his nation, his people to hearken unto him. Listen to me, God says. That's what he says to the nation. There shall no strange God, little g, be in thee, neither shalt thou worship any strange God. He says, quit it with the worshiping the strange gods. Whether you make it or molten it or graven it or whatever you do, knock it off. I've hearkened you to obey me. Why? I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And just in case you need a reason, did God save you from your sins? Did God bring you out of Egypt? I'm not talking about physical Egypt. I'm talking about the, the, the kingdom you were living in. <laughs> the kingdom of you. The kingdom of sin. The kingdom of just depravity. The kingdom of I've got nothing really, but I just think I do because this is what makes me high. Whatever it is. Pride. People high on pride. Drugs. Alcohol. Food, lavish vacations, whatever it is that gets you going, that you worship. God says, get out of Egypt. I took, I took you out of Egypt. I saved your sins. I'm the Lord, thy God, which brought the island of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people... Would not hearken. They wouldn't listen. Hark the herald angels sing. That means listen. They're singing. And they didn't want to hearken unto God. They didn't want to listen unto God. To my voice. And Israel would none of me. So. Verse number 12. I gave them up. Under their own hearts lusts. And they walked in their own Councils, oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. The last in verse 13 said, Man, if they would, if they just would have, but they didn't. And they walked in their own councils. Look at the end of verse number 12, and that's what we do. We can justify what we want to do.
because we're us. And we can find somebody that will give us counsel that will agree with the position that we've already decided to take. And it's a dangerous spot to be in. That's why we've got to be in God's word. We've got to be around God's people for salvation. No, we're already saved if you've trusted Christ so that we don't start walking after the wrong counsel. God loved his people. He said, hearken, listen, listen, listen. But you didn't want to listen. So you found some counselors that would give you some counsel and get you to go a different way. Whether it's their own voice, someone else's voice, or a collective team, God says, look, you wouldn't listen, you wouldn't hearken. So I gave them up. In other words, as a result of, if you don't want to listen to me, God is not going to force you. He's not going to body slam you into submission. Is this what you want? I've had it. The door's open. Well, I just want to go down to the west side on Friday night and drink it up. And I want to really just party it up on Saturday. But I want to be able to come into church on Sunday and say, I love the Lord. Well, you don't love the Lord because you're not living for the Lord. Now, he loved you and he died for you. What do you think? I'm going to force you to not do that. What do you think? God's going to come down and, and stop you. You're going down to where you ought, you ought not be going. And all of a sudden, God's going to throw a Big Mac truck in, in your way. Except he did throw a Big Mac truck. In your way. But you know what we do? Oh, there's the truck there. It's blocking my way. I do it all the time in traffic Probably shouldn't But that person's in my way I'm going to do something illegal Get off on the shoulder and go Well the cop didn't see me I'm good I'm not telling you to do that I'm just telling you what I've done And I'm sure you've done the same thing In different ways in your life Where you try to find a way around What you were told not to do that is nobody's fault but my own. It is not God's fault. He makes a way of escape. He puts the roadblocks up. It's just that we choose to go around it. There's the Big Mac truck. The Mac truck. And instead of just, okay, I'm going to go this way, we just go around. And then we blame God. How come you didn't? No, no, I did. <coughs> God says, look, I did. You just didn't hearken. So God gave them up. In other words, you and I are free to go out and if we want to live our life in sin. You're not going to have to worry about the earth swallowing you up. Instead, sin will swallow you up. And I don't want that. You don't want that. God doesn't want that. So, if you want to do that, so he gave them up under their own heart's lusts. God's a perfect gentleman. You can't force your 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old adult child to live a holy, clean life for God. You cannot force them. At 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever age you want to stop at. Yes. Okay. I've got rules. And you can say you can enforce those rules. 
except when they get old enough. And if they don't like those rules, they are going to go and do what they want. So you know what you do? You give them up. Okay, if that's what you want, go ahead. You can't keep them caged in. God's got commands. God's got rules. God's got a way of living. And if you and I don't want to live that way, he isn't going to force us. You're going to have the allowance to go and do what you want to do and grab your own counsel and hearken not unto God's word. Your advice, I would hope, my advice, I would hope we come into agreement that we don't want anybody to do that. We want them to find comfort and safety in the word of the Lord and not through the lusts of their own hearts. But they wouldn't listen, they wouldn't hearken. Now go back to Romans 1, look at verse 25. Bible says in Romans 1, 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. When you change the truth of God into a lie, what do you and I expect? If you serve the creature and not the creator, what do you expect? There really isn't anything more sadder that I at least can think of now than reading verse number 26 and verse number 24. Look at verse 24. Wherefore, God also gave them up. Look at verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up. That's sad. Please, whatever you do, don't cast off God. Hell is real. God's wrath is real. Sin is killing people physically and spiritually but our message really from our heart's desire is don't do that don't put off god because if you do he's going to give you up to what you want don't cast them off and notice that the bible says in verse number 25 of romans 1 who changed the truth of God. Where does truth come from? It comes from God. What does man do? God presents evidence against man. And man, what did he do? He changed the truth of God. He takes it, he takes a lie, and he, he lies, and he tries to make it true. And that's the downward spiral of man. So many times, if you've raised kids or if you've taught children or if you've been in any type of jail ministry, if you've been a judge, if you've known judges, any, if you've had to run a company where you work with teams, you know you're always dealing with people who are changing the story to make it fit. And all they have done is lied. And they're trying to put it forth as truth, but it isn't truth. They've changed some details to try to make it true. And all they did, honestly, they changed the truth of God into a lie, which is what we're looking at in Romans 1.25. And then the Bible says in verse 26, for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. Because the vileness described here is when man changes the truth of God. That's the start of the vileness. Well, I don't do those acts that are coming up. 
Have you ever changed the truth of God? You see, we get to the real bad stuff and we say, I don't do that. We just need to be careful that we're not doing the real little stuff that we read over because we can just justify ourselves and say, well, I've never done that. Well, praise God, you haven't, <laughs> right? Praise the Lord. I mean, there's, 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 you just keep going deeper and deeper in defilement. But God's showing out the condemnation of man because he's doing simple little things like changing the truth, which is called lying. That's why when you witness to somebody, you don't have to go into all these deep, specific, personal sins. Some of these guys hold signs that say, you know, God hates. I don't want to use the words that they use on their signs because I don't think it'd be appropriate, at least right now. They've been a different setting, but they're pointing out specific sins that they know is going to get a reaction. It'd be easier to just say, have you ever told a lie? Do you know why? Because you can relate to that guy too because you're a liar. And you're putting yourself on the same playing ground as him. I've lied. And we haven't been down the west side in a while, but we don't go out there and say alcohol is sin. We don't wait for people to come out of the bar and say, you vile, wicked, drunken, pot-smoking sinner. No, we just leave all the beginning stuff out and say, the Bible says for all of sin. And when they say, well, what's wrong with drinking? You say, I never mentioned drinking. <laughs> you tell me what's wrong with it. I'm just telling you that I'm a sinner like you're a sinner. Have you ever told a lie? Well, no, you're lying right now because your wife don't know you're out doing this. <laughs> you're lying now. Your parents don't know you're going to tech and doing this on the side. Come on. You see, it's easier to just start with what God starts with in Romans chapter one. I know this big bad stuff is evil and we ought not even think about going down that road. But that road starts with you've changed the truth. You've lied. God hates lying. That's why he says, I am the way, the truth. You've got to get in the truth. And then it says. OK, watch this. Romans 126. Get your eyeballs on it. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Now, did I read that right? I didn't read that right. I left out one little itty bitty word. Even. And I did that on purpose because I'm trying to emphasize something. And a lot of times you can get truth from the Bible by reading the Bible wrong. And it jumps out at you. Oh, even. Well, let's look at that word even. It says, we'll read it correctly. For even their women. It doesn't say their women. It says even because the woman is the more modest of the sexes. She's supposed to be the more pure of the sexes. And God says even their women. Mankind is so depraved. Mankind is so deep in the filth of sin. That God says, even their women, you wouldn't think, I mean, there'd be something, I mean, guys would do something vile and wicked. Guys would do this, this type of depraved, depraved junk. God says, even their women, even their women. They're equally depraved, they're equally vile, and they're equally sinners. I'm not as bad as a man. You are. And God is using this to let everybody know. All are under condemnation, and there's enough evidence against man. 
women will change the truth of God. Just like men. At any time you see a glimpse of morality in this world. Don't for a minute put any hope in humanity. Thank God. Just thank God. It's only the restraining power of God. And women would do well to turn off the Oprah. I don't even know if she's still on or still making billions of dollars, but, you know, Ellen Degenerate, and the, you know, all those reprobate, God hating, God denying women that try to convince other women that they can be liberated. What a bunch of filth and junk that is. Romans 126 did change the natural use into that which is against nature. You don't need an authorized King James Version to tell you that that's wrong. Nature will tell you it's not natural. It's wrong. And you have no excuse because of nature. Come on down to the farm. You won't find two roosters walking on a farm and on. <laughs> Come on down to the farm. You're going to have a stallion and a mare. Come on down to the farm. You're going to have a boar and a sow or so. I don't know how you say it. But you're not going to fool nature. You see how it says even their women? Well, men are sinners. Men will do this. Men, men are wicked. Men had dirty minds. Men will do. No, even their women. You know what's even more depraved? Mankind is stooped lower than livestock. God's livestock won't live like that. But mankind so depraved, women leaving the natural for the unnatural. That tells me and that tells you from the Bible that the normal passions, the natural passions that God put in all of us. And yes, mankind has corrupted that with adultery and fornication, all that. We get all that. But those natural passions now have gone completely Haywire. Remember the woman took the lead in sin. Man didn't help, but let's finish on a good note, shall we? Let's look at the Bible. Verse number 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the cre the creature more than the creator. Anything you serve more than the creator, you're changing God's truth and you're lying. He should be the one that is served more, the creator. And we'll end, we'll end on this. We'll look at the end of the verse. Who is blessed forever. Amen. Who is that? The creator. You worship the creator, you're glorifying God. You worship the creator, you're showing you're not part of that alphabet soup crowd. You worship the creator, you're showing you're not part of that worldly institution. You worship the creator, you're showing and declaring to the world 
I am not going to change the truth of God of God. I am not going to change the truth of the Bible for. Because I'm afraid I'm going to get off the family invite list. I'm not going to change the truth of God for votes. I'm not going to change the truth of God for friends. I'm not going to change the truth of God for work. I'm going to stick with glorifying the creator. And that declares to the world who you are, who you worship, and who deserves the glory. The Bible says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth in Ecclesiastes. We are children of God. We are a light in this dark world. We're passing through all the clouds of darkness. Isaiah 40 says, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Fainteth not, neither is weary. He is the faithful creator. And I'll end with this question. You heard about him. You can see him right in nature. But have you glorified him? Have you trusted him? He is the faithful God. My question is, have you put your faith and trust in him and him alone? He's worthy to be praised, who is blessed forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.